was a pretty good movie. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, it had its problems, but Mark Ruffalo's so charming. He's super dishy. What? What? Huh? I didn't say anything. You said Mark Ruffalo's a dish. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. I heard that. No. No. Leave me alone. I wish I was 30. I want to be 30, flirty, and thriving. Uh, S- Scott, you're 32. Leave me alone. I want to be 30, fir- thir- 30, flirty, and thriving? Is that what you were about to say? Yes, because we watched 13 going on 30. Yeah, we did. So you know what that means. It's in the basket, the writer's bagel basket, and Mark Ruffalo is super dishy. Yes, he is. Here's a couple of acres. Jack, I want you to draw me like one of your French girls. How'd you die? How old are you? Because you could be 20-something, but you could also be a teenager. We don't have to be mean. Because remember, no matter where you go, there you are. Hi, welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. I am Scott Carlin. I still don't believe that's a word, dishy. Dishy is a word. To say someone is a dish, I don't know about dishy. Dishy is a word. Okay. Once again, I am Scott Carland. I'm your wife. You can't say your name? Even no, after can't. your big speech during the favorite? I'm like those spies, you know, that were around during the Cold War. I just, I can't, I that's... don't feel comfortable revealing my true identity. <laughs> They were bad at that. James Bond in the Roger Moore ones referred to himself as James St. Sinjin John. That's not... What? It was supposed to be James St. John. Yeah, but and he couldn't say it? You mean yeah. just like we couldn't say 30-30... See, we still can't say it. Um, but no, 30, it, it was and written thriving. in the movies as James St. John's and Roger Moore saw it as one word so we said james st Sinjin john <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a brand of soap so we like did johnson and johnson but james st so, so we watched 13 going on 30 yes we did which is a movie that i i Where i love th- and i can't believe that i love it as much as i do <laughs> It's it's a very lighthearted movie, which kind of like it fits in the pantheon of the movies this month. Yeah. So the theme this month is doing uh, what did you call it? April I, showers bring girl power. Or something? I don't know. We were bouncing around ideas and I like these were all movies that had strong female leads. But I, they're, you know, I picked it because April is supposed to be this like Eastery theme. Very pastel colors and i was just trying to pick movies that is were that like the standard for most movies that come out in april <laughs> i guess i mean the movies that we're going to be talking about i don't i don't pay attention to like movies season by season so maybe there's a trend i don't know <laughs> well i just that's why i picked this month because i noticed that in like april they were releasing movies that had just a springy color palette like 
Romy and Michelle. Well, this one, yeah. Romy and Michelle. You did Romy and Michelle. Yeah. Is this the second one that you've done? Yeah. Okay. What are you, what are you doing after this? <laughs> I'm not giving that away. They're going to have to pay attention. <laughs> they have to follow us on the twatter. The twatter? Um, but yeah, so this one was very colorful. Also, I, I have a deep well, love for these like big any, style movies. I feel like anything that was early 2000s was like super bright and colorful that was just the standard for the time because well the reason for that is super depressing what is it the reason for it we've talked about this the reason for that is because of 9-11 so they greenlit all of these like they greenlit all of these happy colorful movies well that's why i like but also like for movies that take place in new york they always make it look nicer than it is which is why like the whole isn't it romantic movie touched on that yeah isn't like, it isn't it romantic yeah. not when we did isn't it romantic month yeah they make it look like you're in like a fancy part of france as opposed to new york which stinks to high heaven <laughs> well this movie proved that they couldn't even shoot in new york because most of it was filmed in vancouver and pasadena well, yeah, but we know why most movies are filmed in vancouver because it's but, cheaper but pasadena is not cheaper well, that's on them. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I like any movie that is like a big style movie. I don't mean like it's a big movie. I mean like it's like the movie Big where you take a kid and then they wake up in the body of an adult. Like That's, that's a very specific length. <laughs> but so, so Freaky Friday? Yeah. Shazam. Like I, I just I, I like. Is it just because you wanted to be an adult as no, a child? I, no, I just I I like. You couldn't wait to grow up. I like. It's more. I like seeing the interviews where the actors like. Yeah, I got to act like a kid. So like, they bought me like all of these comic books, and I got to eat milkshakes, and like, like that when and they, Scott's like those people are living the dream. No, it's not that they're living the dream. It's like that's their idea of acting, acting like a child. I just find the interview process where Tom Hanks was like, "Oh, it's well, very." Trying. I gotta give it to her. She did a really. Uh, uh, Jennifer Garner did a really great job. Yeah, and I was saying to you that if she wasn't on Alias at the time of this, if she wasn't on the That's TV... That's right, she did Alias. If she I was, always forget that. I was she, like, what's the thing that made her famous? If she wasn't on Alias or in Daredevil, she would have been... I don't, I don't remember her in Daredevil. She's Electra. I know she's Electra, but she's not memorable in that movie. She got her own spinoff movie. I don't know why movie. that's like a thing. But if she didn't have those movies, she would have never got this one. Like she would have been cast as the Judy. What? She would have been cast as the Judy Greer because the movie she was making up, our TV show she was making up, she had like small minor roles. She was in Mr. Magoo the movie. Okay. Like Jennifer Garner was getting like, like the girl on the. She really like she's good at flying under the radar for the most part even now like she's in movies but like well, now she she's like chooses right she's like a professional mom well it's now. yeah but it's because she starred in like three oscar nominated films she can pick and choose what yeah what were those juno ballot ballast dyers club dallas buyers <laughs> the ballast dyers club apparently i'm having a stroke you just can't help yourself that's like you? my catchphrase on this i don't <laughs> me- Maybe it's just because I'm your wife, but I don't like that catchphrase. <laughs> but uh, Juno, Dallas Buyers Club, and uh, there's a third one, but I, I can't remember it. 
she always ends up in an Oscar nominated movie, but she never gets nominated herself. <laughs> um, but yeah, if she didn't get Alias and she didn't get Daredevil, she would have clearly been cast as the Judy Greer role because that was like the roles she was getting up into that point. Just like the mean witchy woman? Yeah. Okay. I mean, interesting. Because like they would have casted her and then they would have casted like Kate Hudson or someone like as the general Kate Hudson or Anne Hathaway or someone like that. That's weird because I can picture those two easily playing the other roles. <laughs> I I now, see them as Judy Greer. Maybe. Now now you do, but you got to remember like in early 2000s, Kate Hudson was in like Raising Helen and oh, she's a a w- woman child who won't grow up and like Anne Hathaway was in like uh Princess Diaries. I guess so like that that was them like yeah but um also i was reading the trivia for this and i i pointed this out to you in the trivia it says mark ruffalo jennifer garner and judy greer were the first and only choices for the studio yeah because they were contractually obligated because they had contracts with sony it's so easy to pick when you don't have a choice <laughs> like, like they're like yeah they had to do it because they had no choice <laughs> I find that so stupid. Like, Just line them up right like, here. Because if you look at the movies that Judy Greer made at that time, she was forced into it like because of Sony. <laughs> Speaking of Mark Ruffalo and Judy Greer, and uh, let's see, what's the pattern there? Well, we have... there are five people who are in Mar- Marvel movies. Ding, ding, ding. Because um, as we pointed out, Jennifer Gardner was Elektra. Yep which is now part of the MCU because Fox is owned by Disney. Um, Even though it was a terrible movie. Yeah. Never should have been made. Then you have the Hulk. You have Ant-Man's ex-wife. You have Andy Serkis, who's Ulysses Claw. And then, for no apparent reason, Brie Larson's in this movie. Surprise, people! She has no Captain Marvel is in the background. She is chewing the scenery. We still have to watch Unicorn Store. Is that on now? Yeah. Okay. But but she was mugging so hard. Like, I was like, oh my God, that's Brie Larson. And you're like, where? And I was like, that one. And you're like, oh. And then I had to squint. Because <laughs> she, she's the sixth chick who apparently Jenna replaces when she becomes a sixth chick. I have a question. Yeah. What group of girls names themselves in high school? A cult. Honestly, they were five seconds away from being the girls, the girls from the craft. I was about to say, but even the girls from the craft didn't, didn't give themselves a name. No, they were too busy popping each other's warts on their back. What? You don't remember that scene in the movie? They burn I've never off- seen the craft all the way through. Oh, really? You yeah. just remember all those dead whales on the beach? What? No! Guess we're doing the craft for Shocktober. No! I don't want to do the craft. I don't want to see dead whales. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, no, Brie Larson is like mugging so hard. Like all of her faces are like, mm, mm-hmm. and, and oh, like, like it's no wonder why Jenna replaces her. So if you don't know the premise of 13 going on 30, it's big with women. No, it's a weird, different version of Bates. Adjusted it slightly. It's yeah, no, she goes it's, forward in time. Instead of Zoltar, it's wish dust. And instead, instead of, of waking up in the present day, she yeah. wakes up seventeen years in the future. 
where she's 30, flirty, and thriving? Yeah. Question mark? Yeah. Or, yeah, because she's 13 and she wakes up and she's 30. So, yeah, 17 years into the future. And what's super weird about, like, movies like this where... um I mean, here it's not as creepy, but in Big, we were talking about this, because mm-hmm. in Big, he's 13 years old, and he sleeps with Elizabeth Perkins. Remember when we watched that Funny or Die video where they did Big from the perspective of a girl? I really am a kid. Well, that's okay. It's maybe like 18, 19. I'm 13. Years old? Yes. That's what I've been trying to tell you, dum-dum. You're in love with a kid. What? So you like playing... Play with dolls, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I f- We fought. I fought. I fought. That's what I'm gonna miss most about you. No. Oh, God. Don't say that at all. Did you tell anybody? Just the whole company. Ah, oh, f- Maybe I can call you in 10 years? No, never. Don't do that. Never call me. Don't ever. Oh, my God. Oh, my f- God. Bye, Jeff. I'll come back for you. I f- magical child. I'm gonna go to jail. Coming this Christmas. Big. It's a family movie for some reason. Well, yeah, it's that thing where you don't realize it until it's rubbed in your face. Yeah, because like as as they said in like the the magic, the gloss of Hollywood just kind of obscures the fact that it's like is really fucked up. <laughs> Wait a minute, is really fucked. He's up. thirteen. She's thirteen, and those oh, people no. are. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> It's icky. It's so gross. Yeah, especially like when the scene where um, she goes to the, like his apartment and she's uh, like she thinks they're going to go play board games. Yeah, but and she's like, we could play Battleship. We could play Parcheesi. And he's just doing a striptease. And you're like, I feel gross. I need to go take a shower right now. Yeah, but what's also even creepier in all of these movies, they have a, like, 13-year-old sidekick who is, like, a quip machine. Yeah. I wonder what she told the parents of those girls that she had over for I told over. you. I told you. I bet she, like, gave the, the family, like, $10,000. <laughs> like, I, there were six... Oh, wait. There were six girls in the... In her bedroom, that came out wrong. <laughs> there were six. It didn't come out wrong. That's exactly what she had. She had six girls in her bedroom. Six. So she was recreating school. the six chicks again. Yeah, basically. So she's a psychopath. But. But I bet she gave each family ten thousand mm. dollars, and she was like, "Let me hang out with your kids. Nothing weirds gonna happen." Yeah. Can we talk about the party in the beginning though? Just only because that's the foundation for all of these characters. Yeah. So. So we have Jenna, who's the girl who's like, she's not friends with the six chicks. She's like, she's, she's aspiring. The, she's to the be, screech. Yeah. She's, she's aspiring to be the friend. And she she tries to assimilate by, you know, treating her best friend like shit, which I do not understand. Okay. I do not like, I, I mean, I understand because I've seen that happen to kids. But for me, and not like I'm trying to make myself to be a, the saint, but... When I was little, like I had a crush on this kid and I had a crush on him up until the point where I found out he was treating my other friend like shit and then he was dead to me. It's like you're dead. You don't exist anymore. (laughs) You're just, you're gone. I hate you. Well, okay. So So I just like just seeing her just kind of stand by while the six chicks are giving her 
you know, her best friend Matt. Well, then a she hard time. starts doing it too because, like, right, and that's where absolute like, power corrupts absolutely. Yep, yep. What what was that? Oh, Matt, do whatever you want. I don't, I don't need a play by play. Fuck you, bitch. But the way she says it is like she's Zoolander. <laughs> yeah. Do whatever you want, Matt. I don't I do need, need a play by play. But if she was Zoolander, I don't need a pla ba pla. Okay, so we need. Does to- that make him Zoltar? I'm convinced that like like Matt orchestrated all of this to like keep her. <gasps> Twist. Like he's like a time lord. Um, no, but what what's because like when when they're adults and he she says, I went to bed 13 and I woke up like this. He doesn't seem surprised. Oh, that's so weird because yesterday you were there. The thing is, it wasn't yesterday because I'm not 13. Jenna. Yes. Jenna Ring. Yes. Matt, it's me. Hey. Come on in. Ruffalo is not shocked at all. Well, to be fair, though, I and I feel like... Jenna, are you on Whippets? Every time her back was turned, I feel like... Oh, Jenna, you know, she was, she was so nice and she had everything together. Before the car accident. Yeah, just like <laughs> before she accidentally landed on that third rail. <laughs> oh, why would you take the A train? Nobody takes the A train, Jenna. <laughs> before she sucked on that can of helium. <laughs> oh, man. Why did she fall off the balcony at the Met? <laughs> Just just progressively, it gets darker and darker and just more fucked up. Well, what happened is she was walking home with her family, her husband and her 13-year-old daughter, and watched them be murdered. She was never the same afterwards. They say she regressed. <laughs> Which is possible. You can regress after a, a severe trauma. But, like, the minute she interacts with Matt the first time as a 30-year-old, like, she's like, like you said, I was in my bed and I was 13. Now I'm here. It's like, he should have immediately been like. I'm going to call the hospital. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna call someone. Don't worry, Jenna. We'll get you fixed up. They're just going to take a nice pick to your brain. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to uh, give you a little shot filled with happy juice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the three actors who play our three leads are uh, Jennifer Garner, Mark Ruffalo, and Judy Greer. Mm -hmm. And the kids who they got, you disagree with me on this, but the kids who they got to play them, you agree that Jennifer Garner looks like Jennifer Garner. I didn't even need to look at a picture of young Jennifer Garner to know that she looked like Jennifer Garner. The actress who plays her now is like our age, or she's my age, um, and she looks exactly like Jennifer Garner now. And She's probably your stunt double. (laughs) And Just make a professional career out of that. We we've been saying that for years that that your brother should be Ansel Elgort. Yeah, or uh, what's the other? Ty one? Sheridan. Yeah, or Val Kilmer's son. He looks exactly like Jake Kilmer. Okay, I'll have to look that up later. I'll show you later. Um, from uh the nice guys. He was the he was the editor. I don't remember him. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> but like I do not agree that. Sean Marquette looks... I'll have to look again because I can't remember the photo. They look nothing alike. But Sean Marquette, I was telling you, 
his brother was going to be like the next big star. His brother was Chris Marquette. Mm -hmm. So his brother was like Alec Baldwin and he's like Billy Baldwin or Stephen Baldwin. His brother was going to be like Miles Teller. They even look alike. Him and Miles Teller look alike. I guess. And... It no, doesn't look like it here in the movie. No, no, that's that's oh, his brother. Yeah, sorry, mix up. No, his brother. Don't show me. I'm not going to show you. I'm trying to look up. His brother was in Joan of Arcadia and um, a bunch of Steven Soderbergh movies. That's weird. And I don't know that. And uh, he was in Fanboys, but he didn't get Whiplash. Miles Teller got Whiplash, so he basically and he could, was like, "I will have my revenge." He, so like like it, when I see Sean Marquette, I just think about his brother. I'm like, oh, your family could have been so rich. <laughs> it makes me so sad. Um, but Sean Marquette here is as mad as chubby adorable. But is he actually chubby or was he wearing a belly? No, he's chubby. I saw pictures. I only said that because it just the way they were dressing him, I thought it was like kind of fake. Like but, when they gave Emma Thompson a fat belly for Love Actually? I guess. Um, no, he's... No. I mean, he's adorable. If I was the 13-year-old girl, he would have made my heart swoon. That's him now. Mm, okay, I, I don't... I can barely see him in that picture. But anyway, so like... I mean, he's adorable. He gives Here. he gives Jenna a dream house. No. He's changed. <laughs> he's just wearing glasses. I'm I'm just messing with you. Yeah. <laughs> um He gives Jenna a dream house and uh it's covered in wishing dust. She makes a wish that she's thirty, thirty and fiving. And um also, those kids were not 13. Well, when are they ever 13? Yeah, they they were like... When six- have we ever seen an age-appropriate teen movie? <laughs> but, yeah, she... um, She's a bitch. She... Well, she discovers real quick that she's a, a bit of a bitch in her, in her yeah, life. Yeah, the real Jenna is a horrible person. Yeah, she's like messing around with married men... And then she get tries to better herself, and she finds she's messing around with like engaged men. <laughs> and that, like <laughs> Jenna, I mean, I'm shocked that no one was like, "Oh, she's changed a lot." Their excuse was like, well, "Jenna's I feel hungover." Like she hasn't changed a lot. It's just her trajectory has kind well, of. No, her system was like deathly terrified. Uh, this is true. Yeah, her, her, this is true. Her system was like terrified of her. And then she's like, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. And she's like, okay, okay. I can breathe now. Yeah. And By the way, can you unlock this chain that leads to my desk? Well, now that you've I've seen the bodies. I've been here for so long. The bucket is getting really full. <laughs> Speaking of things getting full or the sun getting low. Mark Ruffalo? <laughs> the ah, that's, yeah. <laughs> Sun's getting Intr- real low, big guy. Interesting tra- uh, transition there no but like when she goes at, we started to talk about it but when she goes to the rough yeah because uh, immediately she tries to grasp for anything familiar and that's her buddy but Matt, she, who somehow lives in the same city 
Isn't that convenient? Isn't that convenient? It's like the first part of Titanic. (laughs) But what's really funny is she has no idea about cell phones. She doesn't know cell phones are a thing. Yeah, she's like, what's that noise? What's that noise? It's only the voices in your head, Jenna. That cell phone she had? Yeah. I had that cell phone. Was it a razor? It was a Motorola. 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 <laughs> Motorola. It was the Motorola, the Motorola R. Okay. And I had that, and it was the best cell phone See, I, I ever had. It was the best cell phone I ever had. Okay, but was like, weren't the batteries on Motorola phones like? Couldn't they like fry your brain? <laughs> uh, the razors exploded. Oh. But this was before the razors. This was two thousand four. Yeah, but still, I feel like old cell phones were just. No, th- this cell phone was amazing. Like, oh, okay. Like it was, even we have smartphones now, and that phone that I have you long was, for the days. That of the phone Motorola was the R. best phone I ever had. Is it because you couldn't destroy it? Yeah, I it fell into it fell into like a pool and it was fine. Mm, it was nice. like the best cell phone. See, I I had the opposite. I had a phone that I wish I could have destroyed. Didn't it you was have like co- a brick? I had a track phone. <laughs> I had a track phone. <laughs> it was this just tiny thing. And like it, it just it was the ugliest freaking thing. I think I still have it tucked away somewhere. I'm going to keep it for our grandchildren. And just be like, this was what a phone used to be. <laughs> Back in the old, old days. But you had to prepay for the minutes. You couldn't just scan them into your brain like you do now. There was also a time where you would have to call up and say, "Operator, dial Neptune 16." <laughs> um, but yeah. Now let me tell you about this fancy thing called VCRs. But when when she like, a she has no idea that cell phones exist. When she discovers it, she still doesn't know that Mac could have a cell phone. So she has her assistant, which is an abuse of power, contact his parents' house. And then lie to them. That's not an abuse of power. She's her assistant. She should not be having her assistant do that. I guess. Because even Andy Serkis, who Andy Serkis in this movie. uh, He is a delight. Be still my heart. He is the whipped cream on top of the Sunday. This this was like his second film or third film. Yeah, until he decided to be the king of motion capture. But not just that. Like it makes me upset that Andy was he Serkis... working on Gollum at the same time this movie was made. No, the, those movies were done. They were being edited. He was probably doing reshoots. But okay, because I because I was gonna say those movies took a long time to make. So I feel like those by the movies time... were all filmed in like ninety eight, ninety nine. Jesus, I need to do a marathon of those again. We don't have them. Well, we should get them. Yeah, we should. Um, Wait, they're on Netflix, I believe. <laughs> The normal version. Oh, for the love of God. And that's how they get you. They only have one on there, so you have to buy the others. Anyway, enough with my Lord of the Rings binge. But, like, Andy Serkis is so goddamn delightful. He's like, Jenna, darling. Like, he's he's so foppish. Like, it's like he woke up to be a Disney villain, but he he forgot that he was supposed to villain. Like, that's how he dresses. He's wearing, like, bright dark purple that's what i aspire to be a villain who forgot how to villain (laughs) (laughs) like the way he dresses he looks like he he should be like kidnapping puppies to make into a suit and he's like oh was i supposed to do that today (laughs) 
He's just playing with the puppies. <laughs> but um, no, I, I I love the scene where they're at the party and he, like everybody's leaving. And he's like, ladies, do I smell? And she's like, do I? And she's like, no, no, I, I don't smell anything. <laughs> um. Also, in that scene, I love how he describes their dresses. He's like, oh, you got the sexy mermaid thing going on, Judy you're Greer. you like Britney meets Bobby. <laughs> Which, Scrum her Dizzy. outfits in this movie. Let's, I remember them pretty perfectly. <laughs> which, she, which, in your opinion, is like the worst one? Um, The pantsuit where she's got like the biker jacket and then she takes it off and she has the tank top underneath. Okay. Like the really slutty tank top. You know which one I'm talking The one that looks like a corset. Oh, but that's the one where she has the porcupine head. Yeah. Yeah. That is the worst you, outfit. You mean where she has the chopsticks is, in her hair? Yeah. No, they're like porcupine quills. They're, they look like porcupine quills. Okay. I don't know where they got those from. What poor porcupine they had to take them from. Like, You're and, popping like, it's your not, Like, I don't think it's like a... Like, I I hesitate to call any outfit slutty. Like, (laughs) that's just me. Well, no, she has like the two like spectrums. There's no gray area. She's either like, like, like a doll where she's wearing like when she goes on her date where she's got like the nice like sundress and she looks like like a doll or she's basically like Madonna. Those are her. But that's what she aspired to be. Yeah, like when she freaks out, I'm friends with Madonna. And what was what did Madonna write on the picture? Jenna Darling, Margarita. Yeah, Margarita's anytime. She's like I'm friends with Madonna. What's a margarita? What's um, cocaine? <laughs> uh, that was that that was kind of my fashion sense as as a kid. Though sometimes I would be wearing like this very like flowy you know girly top and other times i would look like damien from mean girls where he's wearing the hoodie and the sunglasses like nobody look at me or i'll kill myself (laughs) i i always wore like a button-up shirt and i had a t-shirt underneath it but i i get what you're saying in the sense that you're surprised that a 13 year old girl would come up with that outfit yeah but i'm also not surprised (laughs) i just don't understand why she would have like the the faux leather biker jacket for uh, like on on top of that well to like i mean granted where she's working at a fashion magazine she probably just saw like a picture and she's like mm, those two things would look good together but it's the porcupine quills that really bother me because you imagine walking past her ow oh my god my eye like <laughs> i just, thought they were chopsticks i truly thought they were chopsticks they look like porcupine quills but you pointed out in that scene before she goes on like a shopping spree and you're like isn't her magazine Dying. Yeah. <laughs> now is not the time, Jenna. You should be saving. You live in a Pasadena apartment also, on Fifth Avenue. Yeah. Also, yeah. Her apartment does not a look New York like... apartment. I lived in New York in the apartments, even the nice ones. Like, because I went to a few parties in Manhattan on Fifth Avenue. It looks a little too homey for someone of her personality. Like. I would have expected something more cold and like sterile. Well, yeah. Like for the, and then she slowly makes it like more colorful and happy. But not just that, the design of it, like a New York apartment is like, you need to make it look like it could heat the apartment. She had a California apartment because her apartment was filmed in Pasadena. So they had a California style apartment. Yeah. 
California architecture or West Coast architecture is way different than East Coast architecture. So you could tell that it was two different locations. Welcome like, to Architecture Corner with no, Bailey I'm, and Scott. I'm, I'm just saying. I, yeah, no. I'm I get just what saying, you're saying. Like, it does not look like it. When she leaves the building, it's like that apartment wasn't in that building. No, because she lived on Fifth Avenue. It had like a parquet floor or something like that. Yeah, it, just, it, it had a bamboo floor. Yeah, which you don't see in New York. Yeah, you don't no. see those. No, I had I had a hardwood floors when I lived yeah. in Brooklyn, and. I feel like it's either hardwood or stone. Or like, checkerboard. Yeah. Wasn't Say, that checkerboard? No. Oh, you're talking about like... Che- like actual white and black. Yeah. yeah. Because my 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 apartment in New York had hardwood floors and then in the kitchen and the bathrooms to save money, it was checkerboard. <laughs> like, okay. But her apartment, it's like, no, we can tell this was not filmed in New York City. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about our boyfriend's apartment. He had a shark the, in a tank. That shark should have been upside down and dead. Yeah. Like, because, I mean, sharks grow to fit the available space. But that poor shark. Also, he just screamed. Who was the real 13-year-old? Because his apartment looked like... He had a pinball a young, machine. Yeah, he looked like a young boy or, or a young boy's apartment. Well, also, also he's the- he's a hockey player, so he probably has a ton of like brain damage. What's that 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 uh, concussion disease? Puck brain? <laughs> no, no, the the one that the movie concussions about the tell the truth, tell the truth, like the inflaming. Uh, it's like something concussion syndrome or something yeah. like that. He he probably just had the mentality. He's gonna of a- sundown early. <laughs> hey guys, we're gonna go to the banana park. What? No, the park with the bananas. Three, two, one. Robert, <laughs> sit down. <laughs> um, Take it easy. Just stare at the shark tank. Just stare at the shark tank. Also, I love when she goes to Ruffalo's house for the first time. And he's like, if this isn't me. Ming- look like a New York apartment. Yeah. But also, he should not be able to afford that being a photographer. That was the Vancouver set. Yeah. But I love how, first off, a freelance photographer would not be living in Greenwich Village, which I wanted to live in Greenwich Village, and I couldn't afford Greenwich Village. Like, I wasn't I thought Greenwich Village was the bad part of New York no, at that time. No, I don't know. No, no, no. The village is. I'm the country mouse. You're the city <laughs> mouse. Um, no, but I love how he's like. Unless this is Ming Garden, I don't want any. So, double ring for Ming Garden. So she double rings. And he's like, "You're not Chinese food." I yeah. I just I love how he kept going like, "You're not Moroccan food." Like every time she would show up, dude, learn, learn. It's Jenna. <laughs> and I love how he he has hints throughout the whole movie that he's he was obsessed with Jenna all throughout high school because he's like, "I was only in love one time. I yeah. only got that feeling once in high school. It was yeah. clearly about her." Yeah. He's definitely very bitter. Like, I, I mean, especially like, I mean, granted, Tom Tom, a.k.a. Lucy, made clearly made his life a living hell. And he probably clearly resented the fact that she was able to pull Jenna to the dark side. Yeah, but that's the thing I don't understand about, like, Lucy's character. Like, like she stayed who she was throughout the all of high school. Like, she was never spurned by Jenna. 
So how is it she's so it vindictive? It would have been better. If yeah, she, we were talking if about she, this. Yeah, if she had been spurned, like she, like Jenna took over the six chicks. Not Br- she didn't kick out Brie Larson. She kicked right. out Tom Tom yeah. and made Tom Tom their bitch. Yeah, and then out of resentment, she lashes out at her at the end. Like right. her her her, fo- her ultimate foible becomes her ultimate enemy. Enemy. Yeah, that that would have been made more sense. Like, also, Matt is so clearly hung up on Jenna still because his fiance looks exactly like Jennifer Garner. She really does. Like that. All I could think of is. Wait, remember, we were watching this, and I was like, "I guess he has a type." And I said to you, "That's not an accident." No, no. Like he's five seconds away from being a serial killer. <laughs> or is he? No, What's but, in his photo collection? But Ruffalo is so charming in this movie. Like He is, but also, you know, it's tempered by the fact that he is an engaged man. And he's, I mean, granted, in the end, right before she, you know, goes back in time once again and she, <laughs> you know, fixes everything. He's clearly set on the path of marrying his, you know. Yeah, because it's his, real is what he said. Right. And I love her speech. She's like, no, I'm just crying because I'm so happy for you. I'm just so happy. Well, it's because like clearly in another life, if if she had, you know, been the person that he wanted her to be in that moment, like I, right. mean, like I said, yeah. she rectifies it later. But he, like he said, we've been on two different paths for too long. I love how there's two songs that set the tone of the movie so you know that, like, how to feel. Like, when when you're supposed to be happy and excited for her going through her makeover and, like, falling in love with yeah. Matt, you have, why can't I blah, 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 blah. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the Dance with Somebody by Whitney. Oh no that that was that was when she was getting ready for the party. But okay, they play, that's the th- that's the makeover scene I thought you were talking about. Oh, uh, when she goes on her shopping spree when she's broke. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, but like when Liz Fair is playing the why can't yeah I know because that that was that and Crazy for You mm. by Madonna, like when she's like yeah. really sad in love, like no Matt, I'm just happy because I'm crazy for you. Yeah, some of the songs were a little too on the nose, but I suppose that come like that. That's just early 2000s territory. Which is weird because uh, the Why Can't I was the theme song for the movie, but everyone associates Madonna with this movie. Mm. But um, I just, I, I think the music is trying to tell the story and it does, like, as you said, it's way too on the nose. Like when she's in the limo going through Times Square and, you're hearing what I like about you. And she's like, woo, I'm in a limo. Let me ask you something. If you were, th- picture 13 year old Scott and now picture 13 year old Scott in an adult's body very suddenly. What What's the first thing you would do? Oh God, this is so embarrassing. Just tell me. Well, I'm an adult. Tell adu- the world. <laughs> no, it's just so boring because it's pretty much what I did this weekend. I'd be like, okay, getting on the red line, going to Davis Square, gonna go get some barbecue, going to the Somerville Theater. <laughs> I'm in the city. <laughs> I think it would have probably just pulled a Kimmy Schmidt, like, I'm having candy for dinner. Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I'm just, 
I pretty much do whatever I do now. That's true. Yeah, I I can't see myself doing anything I would I wouldn't do now. Probably just go to Barnes and Noble and like just be like, take all. My, well, no, I did that as a thirteen year old too. Yeah, I mean, like, I I I guess like their idea of a thirteen year old is almost. The movie should be like a 10-year-old, not a 13-year-old. Because I feel like when you're 10, you're still at that that weird, I'm going to have ice cream for breakfast. And like... Yeah. Where when you're 13... Because also at, at this... Although I when feel I was like 13, the I had my bar mitzvah, so... Yeah. I feel like, though, the, the true reality is if this did happen, we would just be sitting in a corner rocking ourselves back and forth like... <sighs> I did like how... Jenna the first like she calls up her parents immediately which of course you would and she's like you went on a cruise without me like that's the first thing any kid would say now would would it be like a 13 going on 30 situation where I wake up and it's 17 years into the future or is it like I would hope it's present day although that would really freak actually no you'd want to skip because at least then your parents have like kind of aged with you yeah and it's less weird because i i was like is this like a big situation they still recognize you as their kid right like is this like a big situation where like i'm 13 and then i wake up the next day and i'm 30 and then like my mom's like don't rob us <laughs> like 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 tom what Hanks have you did. done with our son <laughs> but uh no, if, if it's like that, yeah, I'd probably... Because that would be horribly traumatic. But likewise, it would also be horribly traumatic if, like, Jenna, like, I discovered, like, that I had distanced myself from my parents over those years and, like, treated them horribly and wouldn't return their calls. Yes, but then Billy Joel is going to play to reunite you with your parents. Mm. That scene is the scene that's too on the nose for me when Vienna plays. Uh, Vienna Waits for You is playing. Why? Is that what that song... Oh, yeah. Now I'm remembering the lyrics. Hold yeah. up for the country. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, like, um, and, and like, that scene right there, to me, is the creepiest scene in the whole movie, because her parents are played by two actors I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, her mom is played by Kathy Baker, who, rem- oh, you've never seen Edward Scissorhands, have you? I don't like Edward Scissorhands. I don't want to see she's, it. She's the horny housewife. Oh yay! But she's also in the the Jane Austen book club, which is a movie that I surprisingly like. Okay. Um, and then her dad is played by Mark Metcalf, who is uh, Nita Meyer from Animal House. Okay. Well, the, there's two interesting parents. Yeah, it's very weird. But when they enter the house and like she's banging her head, and they go down there, hey, know what you do? Call the cops yeah um but that scene is so creepy because like she's hugging her dad and then she's sleeping on the couch because clearly they turned her old bedroom into a gym because she's an asshole um yeah but then she climbs into the bed and she's like with her mom that scene is so creepy because her mom's like what happened to you (laughs) oh god talk about it now but are you going clear did you join the church of scientology Mm. That would be my excuse. Because that's the only acceptable excuse for being so shitty. Like you were in a commune. <laughs> um, yeah. No. And then they make her pancakes. but With they... a smiley face? Yeah. Like, like, like they're enabling her to act like a 13-year-old. Yeah. 
Like that. That's- I mean, I know our parents always do. Like even now, you know, our parents always do something nice for us. Like you know, just to remind themselves like the oh, still my you know little girl on the inside well, still my okay my, my mom does that but but you've seen when we go to my parents house for breakfast my dad's like you make the best omelets can you cook for me i'm like yeah okay dad <laughs> friend of the podcast john curlin <laughs> but yeah i i don't know i just find that scene really creepy because not the scene after where she's like mom if you could change anything what would you do and she's like nothing um it's when she jumps into bed with her mom because her bullshit mom mom. (laughs) because when she jumps into bed with her mom but the look on her face is like what the fuck is what happened to you in new york (laughs) oh god did you see two crackheads having sex what what if that was the situation like like the the magic wish dust is like uh jenna's gonna have a really bad experience even though she's a horrible person in her 30s she's gonna get drunk at a party and be stumbling home and there's gonna be two crackheads having sex in the alley Mm. so that's why 13 year old jenna's gonna show up right there so she can lose that memory let me out of curiosity because speaking of creepy moments in this movie okay there's a moment where jenna like hits on like an actual 13 year old boy is the same does the same thing happen in big does he like kind of flirt with like a young? No. Okay. Could I borrow your ketchup? Sure. I actually came over here because I think you're really cute. So do you want to go out sometime? Uh, yeah. We're gonna Can take off now. Time to go. What do you want to go to jail? I'm a bad guy. The man? Gross. Good. No. Because I think that was them, no in like, big. He's a thirteen-year-old boy who ends up having sex with a thirty-year-old woman. Yeah, oh, so wrong. Yeah, because you're like, oh my god, Tom so Hanks ends up with Elizabeth Perkins. Wait a minute, <laughs> like, oh no. Well, the original ending to Big is that she goes to the Zoltar machine and she wishes she was thirteen again, and then like she shows up. Is this based on a book or something? No, that was the original test ending for oh. Big. Like, you can see it somewhere. And then, like, the test audience was like, what? Where? Who is she going to live with? Where is she going to stay? Because her parents are, like, 60. <laughs> she can't be 13 and living with 7 year old No, especially because she's going to go into work tomorrow. Like, well. <laughs> no, but, but, yeah. Get me those reports, Janine. Yeah, there, there's not that scene in Big, but the, but that was super creepy because the guy like Judy Greer is like, yeah, that guy's cute. The older guy that she's took. Can ta- I borrow ta- your ketchup? Like she's, she's just like trying to be so cool and nonchalant about it, and it's like, listen, I know you're a 13 year old, but you gotta be ambivalent about the body you're in right now. And true, but the guy that Judy Greer said was hot, he looked like Tim Burton. <laughs> Yeah. It was super creepy. She's like, that guy is hot. I think that was them, like, but I think that was smart of them in a way because it's just them basically wagging their finger at, like, what happened in Big. Like, see, it is creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but. But he, but Mark Ruffalo also kisses her. Yeah. Yeah. So. But, okay, in that scene where Mark Ruffalo kisses her, I noticed this time, like, after they kiss, she's like, oh, I'm so in love. But his, you'd never see his face. He just puts his hands on his face like, oh, my God, what did I just do? Yeah. Like, like he's ambivalent. He's like, oh, my God. 
This poor girl, she has so much brain damage. <laughs> She's sleeping in, in the bed at the age of 30 in her parents' house? Like, No, that that happens after, I believe. No, I know it does. I Yeah. I, I just think that it's, that scene is just so yeah. creepy. Like, to me, this movie is fine, but I still, there are lines in this movie that I can't believe this is a kid's movie. Like, mm. our PG, PG-13. Like, um... Uh, when that she's talking with Ruffalo about like how how you know speaking of girls who can't grow up, out of curiosity, did the movie Uptown Girls come out in April? No, it came out in August. Oh, I love that movie. But uh, she asked why her and Ruffalo fell apart, and he goes, "Oh, it happened, you know, at your thirteenth birthday party when you were playing that game." I mean, how come we never stayed friends? I don't know, I forget. No, what happened? <laughs> I don't know, I can pretty much peg it to your 13th birthday party. Uh, you were in the closet playing that game. What is it, Spin the Rapist? There's seven minutes in heaven and everybody does. What was it called? Uh, spin the... Spin the Rapist or something like that? That this is, a, this is a movie for teenagers. This is like a movie... I like that, though. <laughs> I can't believe they got away with that. I can't believe Mark Ruffalo got away with it. Um, and but it's such a it's such a throwaway line, like you don't notice. Like because he mutters it. That's for the adults. But yeah, um, no, this movie came out in two thousand. Says the guy who was fully prepared to kiss her blindfolded. Oh, oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. He was like, because she's like, oh Chris, Chris, it's me, Matt. What did you do? Yeah, like what did you do? Um, no. This movie came out in April of 2004. Uptown Girls came out in August. And as I I've, that movie. as I've told you before, this theater was so disgusting to clean. Like like any teenage girl movie, this a Cinderella story, 13 going on. Cinderella uh, story came out in theaters? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, 2002 or I thought two, that was like a Disney Channel movie. No, no. Um, but like any teenage girl aimed movie, that theater was so disgusting to clean. Mm. And and girls you, can be slobs too. Yeah, but but you're like when I was telling you this, you're like girls would sit in like like dirty theaters. I just it's just hard for me to imagine just girls like just throwing candy in the air for no reason it's like no but good money on that but i said to you it wasn't during the movie it's not like i'm gonna dump soda all over this theater while i have to sit in it it was like the movie's over let's just chuck the the shit all over the theater why that's it's so expensive (laughs) they they i guess they didn't believe oh the movie's over i guess i can you know take this candy home with me they, they're just under yeah. the assumption it's still the property of the movie theater, so screw them. <laughs> Skittles everywhere. Um, but I yeah. Ret- <laughs> to the theater you now return. Also, this this was one of the movies where I had to kick out kids making out. Mm. Like, what's the creepiest thing you've ever seen happen in a theater? You uh, can't answer that, can you? <laughs> <laughs> I saw two people having sex in an empty theater. Which movie was it? Um, you have to look. You have to look it up. I can't remember. I gotta remember if it. <laughs> I think this 
if it, speaking if, of candy, we have Razzles in this movie. Yeah. Razzles are the candy that becomes gum. That's sort of still candy. It's it, like I had it after this movie and I was like, this is the most disgusting thing because it's the way it transitions into gum because it like you chew it and it basically just becomes this like sand. It's <laughs> the only way I can describe it. It just becomes this like gross sand and then slowly it becomes gum, but it barely becomes gum. And it's, it's the worst thing I've ever had. I was I I well I told you tried that it the first time and I'm like this I never want to have this again. I told you I made the mistake of of starring in a play that I wrote, and I made the mistake of writing in uh, Razzles as a plot device. I don't know why I did it. I think it was because of Venture Brothers. Okay. Um. Was Venture Brothers around at this time? Yes. They're like, wow. How old is Venture Brothers? Pretty old. Okay. Um. They just take like two years to, to make a season because they mm-hmm. hand draw everything. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I wrote in Razzles <laughs> and for 10 shows I had to eat Razzles and after the first I show... I pity you. <laughs> it's like, oh, I should have made a peanut M&M's. Your tongue must have been really Razzle red. Uh, it actually turned purple. Um, but the movie... <laughs> it turned purple, it fell out. Okay, so I just looked it up. The movie that I had to kick people out of having sex during because mm-hmm. the theater was empty was gothica with halle berry and robert downey jr are you fucking kidding me that's not a sexy movie it wasn't gothica? like yeah that's the vampire one right no that's the mental institution one oh that's the mind. one where she was a psychiatrist in a mental hospital yeah, and she wakes up vampire one that's underworld no no there was another one like uh, is that a lady vampire on the cover she had a weird crown Queen of the Damned? Thank you. Why do I always... I don't know. <laughs> that was Aaliyah's last movie. Um, no, like... Uh, yeah, it was this empty theater and my manager's like, uh, Scott, there are two people having intercourse. You got to kick them out. I'm like, you're the manager. And, <laughs> and she was like, yeah, but I'm off I would duty. ask for a raise at that point. I was like, I'm off... I was, she was like, I was, I'm off duty. And I'm like, but, but. So I, I, I was like, excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Break it up. <laughs> guys, guys, stop having sex. Throw, I, I would just chuck Skittles at them at that point. Just like, hey, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> just take out a spray bottle. Yes, it was, it was incredibly the grossest theater that wasn't 13 going on 30 that I've ever had to clean. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, so um, th- this movie, getting back to the actual film we're talking about, um, when Jenna and Matt are on their razzle break mm. and she's like, show me your tongue. I showed you mine. He's like, I didn't want to see your tongue. I was like, that's exactly how I'm feeling. <laughs> like, she's like, no that, one asked that you, Jen. Should have been his like cue to be like, well, she's got I brain damage. Good night. <laughs> Which now, if she realizes that, like, she's that terrible of a person, she's gonna stay thirteen and have that mindset forever. 
it's just like does and it also begs the question what is he looking for does he want someone who's just more youthful i think he just wants jenna yeah basically i think he just wants the jenna he remembers yeah which he eventually gets for her um, but like you said, I, I like the angle that like he orchestrated this. Like he saw the path that she was going down and he's like, I have to fix this. <laughs> yeah, but like there's no like plot device of, of like. Also, that wish dust is glitter. Right. It's but glitter. But there's no plot device of, of that being magic wish dust. Like he could have said something like, I got this from the magic shop or like one line of dialogue. Also, there is no way in hell that her family lives in New Jersey. Like, mm. she's like, New Jersey. That looked like Long Island. Like, mm. I'm just saying. That's nitpicking here or there. But, um, oh, know what we haven't talked about? What? Andy Serkis has amazing dancing skills. Yes. During the thriller scene, like. I, see, we, we can, I can see why he's so good at motion capture. Because his movements are so sharp. He's a fantastic fucking dancer. Mm. He's so good. Like, I couldn't believe it. I wonder if he does any stuff for video games. Well, yeah. I would think. Yeah, like, because Peter... He works J- with Weta Workshop, you told y- me, right? Yeah. Oh, God, I would sell my right arm just to work at Weta Workshop. Well, because he's the one who trained... They could build me a new one. It would be fine. He trained uh, for Kong Skull Island. He didn't do the motion capture, but he trained Toby Keeble. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, I'm shocked that he was not nominated for an Oscar for Planet of the Apes. Like, his work in Planet of the Apes and, and as God. Yeah, it seems like a real shame. I'm shocked it's he wasn't a, nominated very... for his uh, work here as Richard. Mm, I feel like it's just a very overlooked category. I feel like he is an overlooked actor. Like, because... Cause he, he's going to get, like, one of those, like, Lifetime Awards. He is. Yeah. But, but the scene where he's... His facial expressions when... um. Judy Greer is presenting her heroin yeah, and chic. Yeah, he's like, we're fucked. Yeah, and then like... Also, heroin chic. How was that ever a thing? You Oh, 95. Ni- Ugh. Ni- 1994, 95. It's like, I want to look at a girl, but I want her to look like she just got out of like a cancer ward. Like just... I want a girl <laughs> who looks like she just tied a, you know, tourniquet to her arm, popped up the vein, took out a needle, lit up a spoon basically like i just want the most sickly looking girl possible like what do you even do with that i want i want to i want a girl who looks like she was just popping skin you okay uh, <laughs> uh, no I, I, th- I think there was a comedian who was like talking about that, like, just like, what would I even do with a woman like that? It's like bringing a giraffe home. <laughs> I have no idea how to take care of a giraffe. The giraffe doesn't know how to take care of itself. <laughs> All I know is I'm stuck with this giraffe now. Yeah, heroin chic, I never understood it. It's like... The people who are like, I want to try drugs, but I don't want to do it. So I'm just going to I only dr- want to look like I do it. Yeah, I want people to think that I'm anorexic. <laughs> yeah, but then when he, when Andy Serkis is like watching her presentation, Jenna's presentation on... He is a good actor. Like he's... he He's doing the Lord's work in this movie. He's so, the Lord's work. Like, like he's carrying this entire movie on his back. And you can tell he was only there for like five days. Yeah. 
because like I love when he goes my balls are in a vice and she's like how long can your balls last I'm pretty attached to them so I really don't want them to get squashed (laughs) it's lines like that but like the magazine that she proposes is a fucking Abercrombie and Fitch catalog that's not a magazine. Hey, it works for Abercrombie and Fitch. But that's a that's a catalog to sell clothing. This is a magazine. I think she's just going for a more relaxed style photo. Like so, so, so what are they supposed to do? Like when when a celebrity is giving an interview, they do it like a senior prom photo. And yeah, like the awkward prom photo. Uh, also, um, they kept saying that. Uh, what was it? Sparkle Magazine? Was that the rival? Yeah, that was the rival magazine. Uh, that Sparkle Ma- Magazine was copying them, but the only one they copied was the Jennifer Lopez one. Like, no, no, they showed others. They showed many others. No, no, no. I, the color palette, yes, but one of them was like, Poise had Marissa Tomei and Sparkle had Courtney Cox. But the article names were the same. Like it, like. But here's the thing, though. If it depends on who's printing it out first, I know I think spark yeah, because I think she was orchestrating it so that they they came out with the articles first, and then by the time Poise, you know, fa- figured it out, they were already in production. Right. Yeah. But I I love how you find out that the bad the bad guy the entire because otherwise movie- like Sparkle would it would be obvious that Sparkle's copying them. I mean, this is like an example of a movie where you find out that you've been following the antagonist the whole time because you find out that Jenna was the one who was... Right. Like, she... Like, that's... Again, her foibles... Her foibles have caught up to her. And then Lucy ends up taking her job instead. Mm, Yep. Um, But but I love... One of the lines from this movie that I use, like, all the time is, do you want to be the pot or the kettle? Doesn't matter. They're both black. Yeah. Once again, Judy Greer is amazing in this. You know who else is amazing? That guy at the party who keeps getting food dumped on him. Oh, that poor guy. <laughs> I'm just first a day the, player. First it's the shrimp. Then it's the, the, the fruit cocktail thing that she's having. Oh, I, I just thought of um another Mark Ruffalo-ism. Like him getting away with these lines that are clearly ad-libs um, when... He sees Judy Greer for the first time in like 17 years. She's like, hi, Beaver. Oh, all your baby fat is gone. And he goes, hey, nice to see you. Haven't you gotten a nose job? Did you get a nose job? And she just goes, like. I don't know if that was ad-lib, though. Just the way he said it was. Yeah. Like, Ruffalo. Yeah. yeah. He has this cadence to, like, his he, voice. Mark Ruffalo is one of the most, like, again, comfortable another, in his body people yeah, that I've ever seen. Another man who has sold his soul to yeah the only change with ruffalo is like his hair ages but he doesn't yeah but it still stays thick and full (laughs) like i just picture like him uh adam scott adam scott who else um um justin thoreau yeah paul rudd i just picture them all going up to like the hollywood sign oh jeremy renner and then like like they like they sacrifice i don't know like a goat or I don't know. Do you a young, know a young a- aspiring a young actress. starlet? Yeah, a young ingenue. 
Yep. They throw her off the Hollywood sign. I just came here on the bus from Dallas, Texas. That's I- nice. <laughs> but like, no, they, they sacrifice her. They drink her blood. And that's what keeps them young. It has to be on a full moon. I, I it can't just be found on a out. Full, it can't be on a quarter moon. I just found out. Do you know how old Jeremy Renner is? I don't even want to think about how old He's Jeremy. Fifty. God damn it. Him, him, and um, him and Rudd are. I both mean, 50. I know when you're rich, you can afford like your your your. You know, you can afford to keep yourself healthy and looking young and good, but Paul Rudd defies all laws of physics. He, Jeremy does Renner not, does too. Yes, but Paul Rudd looks exactly the same. From 1995. There's, there's subtle differences with young Jeremy Renner versus now Jeremy Renner. But Paul Rudd doesn't look a goddamn different. Like nothing. Maybe one crow's foot. Like just one little tiny crow's no, foot not in the even corner in of his, his eye. One not even his crack. eye. He has the smile lines. That's ooh, about it. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. No, but, but Ruffalo... Um, you mean I ju- the thing that even young people get when they smile a lot? I I mean, Ruffalo looks the same that he did now that he did back when he made the first Avengers and movie. And what if that's part of the covenant that he has to show that clip? Of- <laughs> that's how he stays young because yeah, he has to show like the Mac each, clip? They each have their own thing that they have to do to keep the magic working. Then what's you heard it here first, people. Then what? What's Ruffalo's that he has to like be very political and outgoing about? You know, conservative social issues. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, but Ruffalo here, like, I still, I still don't buy. He's always like wearing band shirts. Well, in yeah. Any movie, maybe that's it. <laughs> His CBGB shirt. Yeah, maybe he has to wear that in every movie. Um, no, but like he. Here he's he's so charming, but at the same time he's so insecure. I think that's w- like we can't fault him for falling in love with Jenna. Like anyone else, it would probably be creepy, right? It, it would be creepy right away. Like it's creepy and big. It's definitely creepy and big. Like this is the type of movie where you need a guy like him because there 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 are sometimes in rom coms where like the casting of of an actor. You're like, why did they cast that person? Like in Made in Manhattan, when they casted Rafe Fines as Rafe Fines from Voldemort. Yeah, they casted him as her love interest. I've never seen that movie, so for Jennifer Lopez's love interest is played by Rafe Fines. Okay, it doesn't make sense. Where like here, like when Mark Ruffalo was doing these rom coms in the early two thousands, when he was doing this and um. Just like heaven, and uh, oh, I didn't realize he was in other rom coms. Yeah, he was in that one with uh Reese Witherspoon where she's supposed to be dead, okay, and her ghost is haunting him. Yay! But and then you find out she's in a coma and he gets her back in her body and they fall in love, oh. which was also for Sony. <laughs> Once again, he was under contractual obligation, he did not. Isn't ha- it nice to have a choice? Yeah, um, but like. Here, you believe it. Like, him being in this rom-com, you buy where you don't buy Rafe Fiennes being in a romantic comedy. Mm. Like, him and Matthew McConaughey. Maybe if Matthew McConaughey was in this, yeah, it'd be okay. But 
And they make that that shoot sequence where he's taking all those photos seem like it takes like a long time. Well, when in reality, it probably took like. A, no, it would a take week. a day. Yeah, a week, day. Yeah. Well, no, she bought him for the week. Yeah. So that seems appropriate for a photographer. Yeah. I mean, like, because they have like four different locations. Mm. So she probably blocked off like like a day in Washington Park and a day in like... Yeah. I mean, Washington Square and a day in Central Park and a day in... Or, or what is the Pasadena equivalent? At the Pasadena Galleria. Because <laughs> mm. once again, it was fucking Pasadena, California. Um. Also... Uh, in the in the photo shoot scene, when he's showing the kids how to dance, because mm. the kid the kid who was dancing at first, like the way they were dancing, I didn't notice it before. But face this, to face with a little space, but like galley like, room for Jesus, like he clearly does not want to be touching that girl. And Ruffalo is like, here, this is how you dance with a lady, because I'm Mark Ruffalo and I'm charming. Mm. But so. It ends with her finding the dream house again because he's preserved it for all these years. Yeah, well, she has to. Which is a tad we, we totally forget, we glossed over one character. What? The boy she was obsessed with in high school, Chris Grandy. Oh, we yes. see him again. He's a cab driver, which is so true. It's always the most popular guy. But I love how it turns out he to be Jim like Gaffigan. A yeah, I would love for him to just start doing like his stand-up shtick and like. Like, hey, Jenna, remember when we used to make make out to this song? You were like this the whole time just talking down here. Oh, what's you going on? You like to go to McDonald's? I love McDonald's. <laughs> um, But I love, he's like, oh, who's the guy? Rick Springsteen. It's Rick Springfield. Hey, I was going to get your number. You were never going to get my number. Um, I also love how, I will say that in the, the wedding scene, Mm-hmm. Are, are in the house the parents do actually do some amazing acting like they're actually having like a conversation that parents would have when she has to sneak by her parents the par- I, I didn't even pay attention i i were there there for like two seconds I, I know but she's the the mom's like yeah remember when we went uh to our vacation house with the the phlegm house do you remember when that was he was like what was that like like that was like yeah. a real conversation that parents would have i'm like mm. It's weird that they put that in this movie, but I'm kind of glad they did. Mm. Like the fact that she has to skirt around her parents. Yes, but the fact that they're having a real conversation that yeah. doesn't feel like fake dialogue. Mm. And then we get to the fake dialogue. Because <laughs> that scene when she's confessing to Matt how much she loves him, it's like, yeah, but now you're broke. Your magazine's gone under and poor Andy Circus is probably going to get deported. Yeah. <laughs> I wish that that See, was... I I'm a photographer in New York, which means I need the I need, you know, I can't be the breadwinner. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he kept that house, which makes me believe that he's a time lord. He's like, you need to get back. No, no, to- that was his parents' house. He was getting married at his parents' house. Right? No, I know he was, but he kept. Right. No, he kept the dream house. And oh yes, yes. That's what makes me feel like he he's like okay, you've learned your lesson now. Yeah. I feel like he was the one who was orchestrating all of this. That would be very interesting. And then like and when put she a whole new light on this movie. Yeah, and when she wakes up in her in her body at her parents' house, 
Um, and she's 13 again. And she's like, I'm back. And then she makes out with him. And he's like, wow, that was a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> How long were you in there for? <laughs> Sorry. Am I just the first person you've seen in like 17 years? Maybe. I did. Th- there was one touch that I really enjoyed, which is like that she puts on this blindfold and it has this pattern on it, and that pattern kind of sticks with her. Three different art. To- yeah, two th- different times. Yeah, th- two different times. Because her night mask. Yes. And then the dress. The dress. Yeah. Does it come again? I think it does. One, maybe, maybe not. I, I forget. But um, that I thought that was a clever touch. Yeah. Um, some nice consistency there. So you're telling me that the whole movie didn't exist and she just dreamt the entire thing? <laughs> Maybe. Um, no, but um when she tells off the six chicks or tells well, off Tom Tom. She just tells off Tom Tom. And I'd be like, "And bring my snacks back." <laughs> yeah, well that that was one thing like the dad, I'm shocked that the dad didn't catch them leaving. I'm like, "Hey, hey, bring that back. That's our good I'm punch." I'm surprised bowl. the dad didn't come down the stairwell. When the words uh, seven minutes, like I get it, they're in the basement, and they're up top, but like I feel like like he would just be up there, like my spider sense is tingling, <laughs> something is afoot, my baby, yeah, um, um yeah. So then, the, I love she's like, come here, I I want to take you someplace, and then it cuts forward seventeen years later, and they're getting married. Yep. So it took that long to go upstairs took 17 years to go i would have just i would have loved it so much if she had gone up to each well i mean not every one of the six chicks because she doesn't know what happens to all of them but like you're gonna be a cab driver and you're gonna be this bitch (laughs) just like just foretelling their future you like you're gonna be a bitch who gets a nose job and has no no friends and like just (laughs) and you're gonna save the galaxy thank you for your service captain marvel yeah you're good. <laughs> You're fine. Or or what if this took place in the same universe as Room? Oh hey. god, no. <laughs> yeah. Don't talk to me about Room. And Brie Larson, that guy doesn't have a dog. Don't get in his car. What? No. <laughs> um <laughs> Brie Larson, you're going to work at a, a institution for kids who are uh, bad seeds. You're going to be in the short-term 12 ward. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no, but like their wedding scene at the very end when they finally get married because mm-hmm. apparently... So are we to believe that, yes, he becomes a photographer, but does she not end up at Poise? Like, we have no idea. I think she did. Okay. I think she did. Um, But their house is ugly. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be the dream house. Well, okay, so I was waiting to tell you this until we actually started recording. But usually when a movie, you know, films at a house like that, yeah, they they only paint a certain area of the house. So like they painted the front of that house pink and the side of and like a side, yeah. but you never see the back or the other side. So there's probably a house in Pasadena that is like Pink well, on the- I'm sure they painted it back. No, they don't. I understand. No, I know, but I'm sure whoever owned it. Yeah, probably. Know. But but if they couldn't afford to, it'd be like they're like, oh, thanks there's... for 
thanks for letting us use your house. Bye. Wait, you said you were going to paint it back. Yeah, we say a lot of things. Bye. Congratulations. You have a half pink bubblegum house. Yep. Enjoy your bismal house. Yeah. Pepto. Um, but also, the movie ends with them on their front lawn in a couch. Enjoying some razzles. Yeah, but the movers wouldn't finish moving. They just, okay, we're going to leave this here. You can take care of it the rest of the way. Bye. <laughs> You're adults now. Yay. <laughs> Thank you for your service, says, you know, the Hulk. Bye. And we don't talk about Daredevil. Bye. I'm sorry, you hired the half-assed moving company? You should have hired the full-assed moving company. <laughs> um. So, yeah, that was 13 going on 30. How many bagels? So if you're new to the podcast and you don't know how we do things. I mean, I got to automatically deduct. Well, I got to explain how oh, this okay, works. Okay, fine. You explain. So if you're new to the podcast, A, thank you for listening, and B, we have a scale here. We have a baker's dozen of bagels. Normally, a scale is 1 to 10. 1 is shit. 10 is great. Here, it's 1 to 13. 13 is great. 1 is still shit. What did we decide were the actual like bagels that represent like the worst and the best? First was chocolate chip. The worst is a chocolate chip. Because it doesn't chip. go with anything. But, you know, a full 13, uh, uh, full baker's dozen of bagels, for me is 13 everything bagels. I was going to ba- say everything is like the gold standard of bagels. For me. For, yeah. for people. Yeah. So you have 13 everything bagels in a basket. Um, so how many bagels are missing? How many are left? Like I said, I got to deduct three automatically for just for the creep factor alone. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to deduct another for the tidy whitey scene just because I did we not didn't make... even talk about that oh uh, I did it was so gross was so like you like, could see everything like those looked like Walter White's underwear from Breaking I'm Bad I'm pretty sure they were Walter White's underwear from Breaking which Bad which makes me think that tidy whitey underwear is sentient and it the underwear is like an actor oh honey the day I've had <laughs> It's like, oh man, today I was on Sam Ball's scrotum. Today was nuts, if you know what I mean. Oh man, in a few in a few years, I need to be on Brian Cranston's beanbag. <laughs> Ew, <laughs> ew, just the word beanbag. Um, yeah, but again, I'm 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 taking that out because I did not need that in my life. Um, you know, I got to give points for Mark Ruffalo just being charming. I did, I did think. Uh, uh, Jennifer Garner did a really good job portraying like a young girl yeah, I mean, in an adult's body. Um, like you but said, weren't there, you deducting there, points for the the uh, Love Is a Battlefield slumber party? Yeah, just because like just no respectable parent would let their kids. No, st- like I'd have so many questions. Bye, like, mom. Bye, dad. She, I'm gonna go. She, what do you mean? Like, did does she have a daughter? Well, no. She just lives in her. Well, but. Why? Why? I got to go to apartment 13B. Did you notice that she lived in apartment 13B? Uh, no, 17C. I thought it was 13B. No, I thought it was 17C. Oh, I thought it was supposed to be for a 13th birthday. I mean, birthday. she skips 17 years. Maybe. I don't, fuck, I, I don't fuck, know. I know. So, um, yeah, so it gets uh, like. You know, I'm going to go with like seven, seven yeah, I'm bagels. Go- I'm going with seven bagels. Yeah. I love two. Because the movie's enjoyable 
we watch it all the time. Like I wouldn't say all the time. We watch it at least every t- three months. Like I don't. I don't. I, I do. don't watch. I find this movie to be like this is a chicken soup movie. When I'm sick and art, like I just don't want. Yeah, think. if you want something like lighthearted I, that you I, don't have to focus too hard on, because usually, like, if I'm in the mood for a movie like this, I turn this on because sometimes, as much as I love watching Big, sometimes Big gets way too depressing for me. It does have its moments, especially at the end. Well, at the beginning, when when he's staying in New York in the city for the first time, and like people are fighting and he hears gunshots and he starts crying in his room because he's scared. Yeah. That fucking kills me. And also, Where was that, that, scene of this that movie? poor woman, because she sees him transform. She's going to be like, she's going to need so much therapy. Yeah. I, I would have loved for her to, to like the scene when he turns back into a kid. She's like, Oh, that amazing night we had. <laughs> she just starts like vomiting because she's like, oh, God, he better not tell anybody. Oh, my God, he's going to tell everybody. He's a teenage boy. Oh, but she's going to yeah. be on the news. Yeah. So I think the, this movie did a good job walking that fine line as much as it could. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we were talking about the funnier die sketch where they do the real big where they replace and it's Rachel Evan Rachel Wood mm. and Darren Chris and she's like I'm really 13 and he's like oh god <laughs> like I'm going to go to jail <laughs> Do you know what they do to people like me <laughs> Um they're going to stab him in the beanbag <laughs> So yeah uh that that was 13 going on 30 I I'm leaving seven because that slumber party was weird. It was weird. The this tidy whities was really gross. Uh, but like I I need to keep it at seven mainly for Mark Ruffalo and Andy Serkis. Yeah, Judy Greer is pretty good too. Yeah, as, as the villain. But like like you said, I think she would have been like her character would have been better served if she was like Jenna's assistant. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, because they were both like assistant editors yeah um also i'm taking out a bagel because of how weird that that scene is when she goes back to her parents house like just the image of her mom waking up in the middle of the night it's very surreal like like jenna waking her mom up and the mom's like what huh what's going on why are you getting into our bed you're 30 yeah like why are you here but I, I honestly think she thinks her daughter is like truly damaged, like something truly awful happened. So she's indulging her, like, like an Elizabeth Smart situation, like she escaped. Yeah, she wasn't taking their phone calls. That's what most parents assume when you don't answer their phone. Something terrible happened to you. <laughs> oh no, her assistant kidnapped her. <laughs> um. So yeah. So the final two movies of the month are gonna be. The Hannah Montana movie. Oh, mm. no. <laughs> yeah, I need Who's it. doing that? Oh, you'll see. Okay. And then um, we're ending with Mean Girls. Woo! So if you want to watch Mean Girls, I believe it's back on Netflix. I believe so, too. And I think the Hannah Montana movie for now is either on Netflix or Hulu. Mm. But yeah, join me in my pain for the Hannah Montana movie. Oh, there's going to be so much pain. Oh, yeah. So much agony. 
It's the climb. And if it's the climb, then it's your Everest. <laughs> so um, until next time, I'm Scott Carlin. I'm your wife. Bye. Also known as Haley. Bye. Bye.